Good morning. Please pray with me. God of grace and vision, may all the words shared this morning and all the reflections of our hearts be pleasing in your sight, you who created and sustain us. Amen. So our scripture this morning is one that one of the rare places in the New Testament where we see an image of the afterlife that includes punishment. There are lots of images of the afterlife where Jesus talks about a place called Gehenna, which is literally a physical place outside of the city of Jerusalem where trash was burned. So that, those images of the afterlife convey more of a sense of um, annihilation, like just ceasing to exist. This is one of the rare places where there's an idea of torment, and it's one that sits uncomfortably with many of us in our tradition. But there's one word in this story that gives us a clue about what Jesus is doing. This is something we've talked about in the catechism class and that I'll share with you this morning. And that is the word Hades. It's a word that many of us have heard. Maybe you've seen the musical Hades Town. Hades is a Greek concept. It's part of Greek mythology. But we know that Jesus wasn't Greek, right? So why is this Hebrew teacher teaching a story that includes the idea of Hades specifically? Well, one of the theories, and the one that I feel like makes the most sense of this text, is that Jesus is borrowing a concept, maybe even borrowing an existing story from Greek culture, something that people would have been familiar with, in order to make a point. And if you listen to the way the story unfolds, the point is that it is during this life that we have the opportunity to make decisions about how we treat the people around us. After this life, we may not have the chance to adjust, to change our minds. The kids who came on different catechism activities this summer, we had a chance to reflect on those together. And this was one of the themes that emerged, whether it was opportunities volunteering at Pride or serving food to people who are unhoused or visiting museums that told us parts of our history, the history of the African slave trade or the history of the first peoples who lived in this part of North America, the Anishinaabe. In all of those contexts, we were confronted with parts of our history that we cannot undo just like that rich man in the parable who cannot undo the choices of his life. But we still have opportunities in our life to learn from our history and to envision a way forward. And so I invite you to listen for those threads of connection in what the young people who share this morning share with us. And to start us off, I am going to share a written reflection from Jean-Pierre van der Westhuizen, who was not able to be here in person this morning. So this is from Jean-Pierre. 
Hi, I am in eighth grade at Maple Street Middle School for the Arts. Things I enjoy doing are swimming, playing music, and math. What I'm sharing about today is the community serving food activity. I started by going with my mom and my sister, where we actually started by handing out clothes to the unsheltered. It helped a lot that the people teaching us to do things were very friendly. Later, we started to hand out the food, and the others helping were really nice, too. We started around 5 p.m. and kept going to dinner time, a couple of hours. This was very impactful to me, because of all the people that were there, it was honestly shocking how many people needed help and how many people were actually there to help. People at church should know about this because we actually ran out of clothes really quickly and we had few pants to begin with. It just really made me realize how blessed we are to have a house, food, and clothes when there are people that have to live without. And now I will invite the first of our youth to come and share their reflections. Hello, everyone. I hope you are having a wonderful Sunday so far. <laughs> My name is Zoe Elkire, and I am a ninth grader at Atsego High School. I'm a three-sport athlete consisting of soccer, basketball, and swim. In my free time, I love to listen to music and to create art. When I grow up, I aspire to be a neurologist or a professional soccer player. <laughs> Over the summer, I had the opportunity to go to the Pride Festival in Kalamazoo and work at the church's booth. At the booth, we had pride stickers, suckers forming a big rainbow, books, info about our church, and a copy of the inclusive Bible for anyone and everyone to look at. I love how people wear what they are comfortable in and everyone is who they are in a safe and fun space. Everyone is welcome. Any age, gender, race, sexuality, and ethnicity are welcome at the Pride Festival. It was an amazing environment to be in and to experience with the church family. I think it was important that our church had a booth at the festival because it shows the community that we welcome everyone. The more inclusive and diverse we are, the stronger we are as a church family. I 100% encourage everyone to attend the Pride Fest in the future so you too can experience the feeling of being in a huge group of people who are all united by a shared love for each other, exactly as we are. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. I am Sabrina Cabrera-Shram, and I am a 10th grader at Lloyd Norix. So this summer, I got to be a part of a very interesting group of people, and I got to witness seeing a lot of homeless people come to us for help. I really enjoyed this activity, and I really enjoyed being able to meet people and being able to understand where they're coming from and seeing people who I would not have seen otherwise. Um, for me, it was very interesting to see people um, 
come to me and treat me with respect, and they had no idea who I was. But then there were other people who were kind of mean to me, and I respected that because they didn't know who I was. When I was helping them, they treated me like I was one of their friends, and I treated them with respect back. They were very nice to me, and even though they were going through a really hard time, they were being respectful. When I think back to it, um, I have been through a lot of hard stuff in my life, and I still treat people with the respect that they deserve. And I think that the congregation should remember it as, even when people are going through a hard time, to always treat people like you wanna be treated, because at the end of the day, we're all here for each other, and we're helping each other. Thank you. Uh, hello, I'm Susanna, and I'm an eighth grader at Maple Street. Um, and I've been going here with my mom for like seven years, I think. Um, a lot of you guys know that I'm an artist here, um, but I also really like writing and I'm going to publish a novel soon. Um, so this summer, one of the activities the catechism group did was attend the Charles, Wright, um, Charles H. Wright Museum of African American History. Um, the museum has multiple exhibits, um, like a King Tut exhibit, um, Obama exhibit, and African American history. The history exhibit is the main and biggest, and the exhibit starts by watching a movie and then walking through the rooms explaining how African Americans lived before slavery, leading through slavery, and then abolishing slavery. And then American, African Americans um, receiving their long-awaited rights. The exhibit ends by walking through a room full of statues of famous and successful African Americans. Ironically, every museum I've gone to for catechism and for fun has had a temporary ancient, exhibit, ancient Egypt exhibit um, that um, our visits have corresponded with. Last school year, I fell in love with Egyptology, so I assumed going to this museum, I was going to be more interested in, in the King Tut exhibit. But um, I was proven very wrong. <laughs> um, the main exhibit, especially the parts about slavery, were so compelling, I couldn't bring myself to even compare it to the King Tut room. The slavery part had many rooms. Two of the most memorable were set on a ship um, that was transporting enslaved people. One room was supposed to resemble the lower deck um, of one of these transporting ships. In this dimly lit room, there were statues of people crammed together on shelves, and there were speakers playing the voices of people praying and crying in foreign languages. The room made me want to cry. It was so powerful. In the second room, there was an upper deck of the ship where there were TVs explaining how many people died on the ships from, from sickness or people um, who were thrown off board um, before they even got to their destination. On the left side of the ship, there were two statues, one of a European um, slave owner and another an African-American person to be sold. 
The statues, the statues showed the American person uh, sh crouching down to be branded. Sabrina and I um, explored the room together, and there were speakers um, that were screaming that stall. <laughs> I can't speak English today. That um, were startling us both. Um, while walking through the exhibit, I kept thinking, if I feel so horrible walking through these rooms, how would these people feel actually living it? Um, that kind of empathy is something that I think is really important for people like us to know, especially since we go to a church that's mostly white. Um, so I think overall, um, the museum was really powerful and amazing, and I highly recommend you guys all go to it and check it out. We are so grateful for each of these young people for their willingness to participate in activities and experiences that give us all a broader vision of the world. And for the ways that reflecting on each of these experiences has helped us recognize those places of resistance in ourselves to change. I think that that's what I get out of this parable that Jesus tells of the rich man and Lazarus, is that this rich man was so caught up in his life that he resisted noticing and connecting with a person in need right on his doorstep. And so my prayer for all of us and for these young people who are growing up in our midst is that we might recognize those places of resistance in ourselves and allow God to dissolve them so that we might have compassion and that we might have the opportunity to encounter God in the surprising places and the surprising people that we encounter each day. Amen. <laughs>